Hey everyone, I'm Chaney from JJ Tech Time, and welcome to the first episode of Chaney's Tech Talk. I have a bit of a shorter episode planned when it comes to how many topics I have, because not too much happened in the consumer tech space other than Samsung's Unpacked event, which we'll get into later. But before we get into that, I just wanted to let you know that I have a couple of things coming up for JJ Tech Time, and these include a review for a new portable battery bank from Amcrest. That should be out within the next week or so. And then I also have a review for the Brave web browser, which is the web browser that you should be using, as it has a built-in ad blocker, private search engine, and a Google Chrome experience. This should also be coming out within the coming weeks. Also, Chaney's Tech Talk will soon be available on any of your favorite podcasting apps if it isn't already there. I'm on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon and Audible, and a couple others. I should be available on Apple Podcasts pretty soon. Anyway, let's get into the stories. Earlier this week, on Wednesday, Samsung hosted their Unpacked event, which is their annual mid-year event where they announce new hardware that isn't just phones. For example, there's a new Galaxy Watch along with new Galaxy Buds, which are basically AirPods but from Samsung and not nearly as good in terms of designs and features. This isn't actually coming from me, but pretty much the whole internet. Not many people actually liked the Galaxy Buds, to my knowledge, so maybe the next generation is better, but I don't actually know. More on that later. Samsung did announce two new folding phones, the Galaxy Z Fold 3 and the Galaxy Z Flip 3. The Z Fold 3's key new features include S Pen stylus support, an under-display camera, and water resistance with an IP rating of IPX8. The phone can be submerged in up to 1 meter of water for about 30 minutes, and it's supposed to still work. Personally, with a folding phone where the screen bends and water can actually get underneath the screen, I take it with a grain of salt, but there are some tests already on YouTube of testers that have tested the waterproof capabilities, and it does seem to work underwater, so maybe it's actually okay? I'd still personally avoid water as much as possible. Like I said before, the phone also has S Pen stylus support, so this means that you can use a special stylus from Samsung with the phone, but one of the big selling points with the Galaxy Note styluses is that the stylus would easily pop into the device for safe storing. The Galaxy Z Fold 3 has nowhere for the stylus to go. Samsung actually expects you to buy an $80 case to store your S Pen with your phone. Now, while the price tag does seem high for that case, you gotta take two things into context. One, the S Pen support is really geared towards business and enterprise environments, so they probably have more money to spend on something like a Z Fold 3 and all of the accessories that you need for it. Also, the Z Fold 3 starts at $1,800, so when you take that into account, then the case seems somewhat cheap but, I mean, it's still pretty expensive nonetheless. And the under-display camera that I mentioned earlier seems cool, but looking at some photo tests on YouTube, it actually doesn't seem like a great camera. It's only 4 megapixels, and the quality is just not really good for something at this price in 2021. But you do have two other options for selfie cameras, even if they aren't really as convenient. Now, the Galaxy Z Flip 3's folding display is the same as its predecessor, but the second display that you can use when the phone is flipped shut which is called the cover display, is actually upgraded from the previous model. It's 1.9 inches now, and it's a color AMOLED display. And just those two things alone make it a screen actually worth using. The one the original Z Flip was abominable. You could basically see the time, maybe a couple other things, and that was it. Other than that, it also has the new IPX8 waterproof rating, the same as the Z Fold 3. And it has pretty similar specs to the Z Fold 3, except for the storage capacity options and the memory capacity. The Z Flip 3 only has 8GB of RAM, the Z Fold 3 has 12GB. 
Moving on from phones, finally, leads us into the new Galaxy Buds 2. These are now with the intention of rivaling Apple. They have active noise cancellation, and they have up to 7.5 hours of charge without active noise cancellation turned on. They go for $150, come in four different colors, and they're only going to work with Galaxy devices. Now, I don't know why they weren't just Bluetooth, and they don't work with other devices, but maybe it has something to do with the active noise cancellation and ambient mode. Maybe Samsung is developing necessary software that'll only work on Samsung phones, and they're going to preload it on Samsung devices. And that software is what you're going to need to actually use the Galaxy Buds 2 on those phones. I'm still a little confused why Samsung isn't even making this software compatible for other Android devices at least. But whatever, what can you do? If you really want Android-oriented earbuds, get Pixel Buds from Google since those work not just on Pixels. They work on any Android phone. And finally, the Galaxy Watch 4 series has been announced and this is the first of hopefully many smartwatches that are part of Google and Samsung's Wear OS collab announced in May of 2021 at Google I.O. 2021. Basically, the watches are running Wear OS, but they also have some Samsung goodies baked on there as well. Sort of like Android on Samsung phones, it's Android, but a different UI and different apps. There are actually two Galaxy Watch 4 watches, the Watch 4 and the Watch 4 Classic. Uh, they're basically almost the same thing. They both have a bioactive sensor, which is brand new, and it's a combination of an optical heart rate sensor, an electrical heart sensor, and a bioelectrical impedance analysis sensor. I have no idea what that last one is, but basically the combo of these three sensors are going to allow you to measure body composition, uh, your blood oxygen levels, and even detect an AFIB heartbeat. So anyway, that just about wraps up this first episode of Cheney's Tech Talk. If you have any suggestions for more types of segments, then by all means, leave it in the post comments if you're listening or watching on the website, or the YouTube comments if you're on YouTube, of course. I'm Cheney from Cheney Tech Time, and this is Cheney's Tech Talk.